welcome to the fourth episode in our podcast series about positive intelligence. We are Debbie McCullough and Charlie Jett, two certified positive intelligence coaches and partners whose clients include individuals and businesses. Positive Intelligence is a brainchild of Shazad Shamin and is well documented in his book, Positive Intelligence, why only 20% of teams and individuals achieve their true potential and how you can have achieved yours. It's also known as mental fitness. And while this might be a provocative thing to say, the reason you might go around feeling stressed or upset about things is because you need to have better, better mental fitness to handle challenges in life. Mental fitness is simply the capacity to handle the challenges of life with a positive mindset. It's like an athlete needing to be physically in shape. Now, in the first three episodes of this series, we provided the background of positive intelligence, its foundation on neuroscience and the concept of the saboteur, or the dominance of the left brain. We all have our saboteurs, and as we presented in the previous episodes, these are both born with us and developed as we grow up as a means for us to survive. So, Debbie, how do people generally deal with these saboteurs? I think it really depends on the individual, but generally the patterns I see as a mental fitness coach and as a communications coach is that generally we try to bargain and negotiate with these saboteurs. They tell us that our current distress is self-generated and that we should just get on and deal with it. I agree. And sometimes if you're intercepted by one of these saboteurs, they you tend, to, you tend to get mad, you tend to argue, you tend to do the wrong thing, you think negative, and, and it just leads you down the wrong path. Yeah, and I find that my judge often tag teams with my dominant saboteurs. So my dominant saboteurs are the stickler and the avoider. And when either of these saboteurs tag team with my judge, quite often I'm misassuming, I'm assuming wrong things in the situation, my ability to fix or overcome the situation. I'm misreading triggers and, and readings of the people in front of me, but often I'm even reading, misreading something as simple as an email. When I'm stressed and triggered by my judge and my saboteurs, I may misread instructions for a, some kind of assignment and spiral into all kinds of distress, thinking I've got a heck of a load of work in front of me and I'll never get to all of this and just have a bit of a general meltdown. So it's very accumulative. Yeah, my, I'm, my principal accomplice saboteur is the hyper-rational and also the pleaser. So my tendency is to get mad and then rationalize why whatever happened is somebody else's fault or the fault of the circumstance or something and then I try to compensate by doing something that make pe makes people like me, make people like me. And um, it's all very dysfunctional. Dysfunctional. And I think the other big uh, problem with my saboteurs running the show too much is I waste a huge amount of time. Dysfunctional, dysfunctionality is part of it, but also this huge sense of time wasted, worrying about things or misreading those situations or 
falling into conflict with others when if I just stood up to the voices and understood more quickly that I'd been triggered, that my judge and my saboteurs had hijacked my reading on the situation, and then just rebound to a more calm, centered place, not only would I waste less time, I'd also just feel a lot happier, a lot more peaceful, and get things done more efficiently too. Yes, these saboteurs make you less productive, and they make you, on balance, rather unhappy. So Debbie, now, what is the way that positive intelligence deals with the problem of these saboteurs? Well, I think for me, positive intelligence has taught me a, a much greater awareness of when I'm triggered and a deeper understanding in the ways in which I do get triggered. So I'm much more privy and much more aware and in tune with what situations trigger me or what um, patterns trigger me, which dynamics trigger me and why. I'm then able to self-command the triggering to stop just stop. And through using PQ reps, these mindful meditations, these mindful mindfulness reps using one sense at a time, I'm able to calm down the survivalist part of my mind and move to summoning my sage. And that's taking me from my left brain to my right brain. And everything looks so much different when I'm in that sage place versus that survivalist saboteur place everything looks different my perspective changes my approach changes how I feel changes how I communicate changes and then of course productivity changes all in a very positive way yes and you you when your saboteurs start to intercept you you have to know them and it's helpful to give them a name so you know when they raise their ugly heads at you and you have to do something that you've developed by habit to turn their volume down and to turn up the volume of the right brain. And as you said, that's what positive intelligence is all about. And you mentioned the sage, Debbie. So what is the sage and what the sage perspective is anyway? So the sage perspective for me is just this ability to look that at the situation and understand I have two choices, accept or I can convert the situation into a gift or an opportunity or accept that I can learn something. The situation is here to teach me something and every outcome or circumstances can be turned into a gift. That is what the sage perspective means for me. Yes, and, and I can remember a situation where that hit me very hard in that I was doing a, a certification examination, an oral examination, and I failed it. I didn't pass. And I, my immediate reaction was to, to, uh, to blame the people who were examining me and to, my judge came in and said to me, oh, you're not that good anyway. And I was mad as hell. And I, 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 I couldn't think for a while, but then a couple hours later, I, I thought about, well, how can I turn this into a gift? And believe it or not, it was turned into a gift because I was able to go back and prepare for the re-exam. And quite frankly, I learned more about what I was doing when I was preparing for the second exam than I did almost in the entire preparation for the first. So by golly, that, that turning that negative experience 
into a gift really, really helped me. Absolutely. And I can think of a similar example. Yours triggered um, me remembering another situation where my sage perspective really saved the day and created a wonderful new path for me. So I was working in a role that I held for many years in this particular university for five years. And although I enjoyed the work, uh, a lot of the work, there were components that were just becoming unbearable. And I was under a lot of duress. I was feeling very triggered, very unhappy with a triggering dynamic with a leader that I was partnering with. And in the end, although there was a lot of unhappiness there, I got the sense that this situation, this crossroads, my un inability to tolerate this um, hardship, this dysfunctional pattern I was in with this leader was there to provide me a gift. And the gift, it turned out, was realizing I wanted to make a career change. And I wanted to leave an industry in which I'd served for 19 years and my inability to rebound in a positive way from the setbacks I was experiencing in this role was the gift that taught me it was actually time to do something else. And it was what inspired me to retrain as a coach. Wow. And uh, that certainly is a good example, Debbie. And, but finding the gift in a negative circumstance is rather hard to do because these saboteurs, the voices, these saboteurs are so loud. Mm -hmm. But once you do that, once you do find that gift, you can summon the powers of the sage. What are some of the powers of the sage, uh, uh, Debbie? Well, there's the empathize power where you have full and complete empathy for yourself and the situation and those impacted by your situation as well. Then there's the explorer power asking, tell us about the explorer power, Charlie. That explorer power after you've, after you've used the empathize power, which is the hardest one to use, by the way, the, the, the explore power is to look back and examine the situation and without blame or judgment, try to determine what all the relevant factors that might be contributing to the problem. You know, take a look at it from different perspectives. Take a look at it from the perspective of yourself, your spouse, maybe even a doorknob, something that's in the room when uh, the problem occurred. And what would somebody neutral and disinterested uh, think about that particular situation? The explore power basically lets you fully understand what's going on before you figure out what to do. So when you reach that point of trying to figure out what to do, Debbie, what do you do? You start to Im Im implement another one of the sage powers, don't you? Yeah, then there's the innovate power, which is needed when obvious or existing ideas just don't cut it. And there's a real need then to think outside of the box. And one of the power games there is the yes and game which we can go into in a future episode, but the innovate power is really helpful when you're feeling stuck, the, the current status quo isn't working and you need to get some really creative thinking out of the side of the box going. And that, that yes and game really works. And it's important to know that it's not a yes, but game. When you have a brainstorming session, one of the things that you do is basically say for each idea, which by the way, you want to assume there's at least 10% of it, it's okay. You say, well, what I love about your idea is, and you explain what you love about it, and then you come up with something else. And it's not, import not that important to come up with uh, the perfect answers. It's important to brainstorm. 
and come up with quantity of ideas rather than quality at the time. Because then once you're finished that game, you arrived at another one of the sage powers, which is? The navigate power, which is so helpful for finding alignment with your values, your purpose and your meaning. And the game that, the power game there that becomes really helpful is the flash forward game. And it might sound a little morbid, but actually it's very empowering to think of yourself as your wiser elder self and ask your wiser elder self how you would want to look back at this time and see yourself navigate. Then ask your wiser elder self what wisdom, if any, they had to offer you and to listen for that wisdom. It's a very grounding exercise and very creative exercise, but also a lot of peace comes from it too. And that leads us to activate. And activate is, is what you do when you come to that particular solution or thing that resonates with you from the power game of flash forward. And that is to preempt the saboteurs and come up with two or three specific actions that you would be willing to commit to. And, and as you do this, you think about, as you move into action, what would your saboteurs tell you to try to saboteur this action? Because they're going to try to do it. And what would your sage response be, be? Then you reach back and think about what would your wiser self do in this particular circumstance. This really works, those uh, sage powers of empathize, explore, innovate, navigate, and activate. Now, Debbie, a little bit earlier, you mentioned uh, when you were doing uh, confronting something in a, in a negative circumstance or something, you said you do PQ exercises. What are you talking about anyway? So PQ exercises are using one sense at a time to ground your body and get out of your mind and into your body. So it might be something as simple as doing a PQ tactile rep, gently rubbing two fingers together, feeling all the sensations in your skin, the temperature of the skin, and the whole sensation of your skin. You can do this rubbing two fingers together intentionally or gently rubbing two hands together. Whatever it is, doing a few moments, two minutes, five minutes perhaps of tactile PQ reps can be very grounding. You can also do visual PQ reps. So looking very intentionally at something in front of you, paying extreme curiosity to all of the details Details you might not have noticed before. It might be the colors, the textures, whatever it is, some detail that you might not have noticed and use visual PQ reps just to get out of your mind and into your body. And then there's the audio piece too. You might close your eyes for a moment, sit or stand somewhere safe and secure and just listen for the sounds farthest away from you and then closest to you and then end with listening to the sweet sound of your own breath, your own breathing to anchor you and get you out of your mind and into your body. Unlike meditation, PQ reps are something you can do anywhere, anytime. You could be in a meeting and use PQ reps by just looking very intentionally at someone or something in front of you. You could be gently rubbing two fingers together to ground yourself 
while you're in a meeting online and just do it outside of the view of the webcam. These are really powerful tools and absolutely help you move out of that survivalist part of your mind and into your sage. And there's simple things to do. And they're, they're basically embodiment. That's the way they're learned. You, you, you do something that actually has an effect on your mind from the habits you formed and the neural pathways that you developed that, tra- that silence or turn down the volume of those saboteurs and let the sage speak. So Debbie, how would you summarize what we've been talking about? Well, I think this has been a great unpacking today, Charlie, of the different saboteurs and how they're showing up, how to notice that they've shown up, how they can overtake us, but also how to use the sage power and positive intelligence to move you out of that triggered and bothered and ineffective place and into a more positive and harmonious one. I would agree. And uh, we've given you a brief outline of the power of positive intelligence to effectively deal with our saboteurs, to turn down the volume of our saboteurs and turn up the volume of our sage and listen to our wiser self. Now, in summary, I would say that you summon your sage, you need to train your brain, brain to do this, and it takes practice, just like an athlete needs to get in shape. And you look for the gift in a problem or circumstance. And then you summon the sage and use use the sage's power. So in our next episodes, we'll dive into the ways we deal with each of the 10 saboteurs, the judge and the nine accomplices, and we'll start with the judge. Now, in closing, uh, we'd like to thank you for listening today. Uh, You can hear more about the the saboteurs and positive intelligence on our our website or our podcast, it's called podcastpq.com. So my name is Charlie Jett. And I'm Debbie McCullough. And we thank you for joining us. And we'll see you the next time, as Debbie said, when we talk about the judge. Speak with you again soon. Thanks for listening today. 